This is Finance with Kids, a podcast to teach kids all about money. I'm Steve Coffrin. And this is Ava Coffrin. On this show, we take questions from kids all around the world and help provide answers so they can become financially successful on their own. So let's jump in and learn all about finance. Dad, you mean learn all about finance. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Finance with Kids, the podcast that takes big questions about money and finance and explains them all in a fun and easy to understand way. I'm here with my dad. You guys know him as Steve. And today we're going to talk all about inflation, what it is, how it affects us and our economy, and what we can do to avoid the effects of inflation in our own day-to-day lives. Thanks for introducing our topic, Ava. You're absolutely right. Today, we're going to dive deeper into what inflation is and talk about some interesting and important aspects of it. The reason we're talking about it right now is that we're currently in a period of inflation, and I want to make sure that people understand what's going on without feeling overwhelmed. But before we get started, let's do a quick recap. Ava, can you remind our listeners what inflation is? Well, I'll try to. Inflation is like when the prices of things go up over time, and it means we need more money to buy the same things, right? Exactly. Great job. Just think about it. The word inflate means to get bigger or to increase in size. So when we talk about inflation in terms of the economy, we're talking about the size of the cost of something getting even bigger. That makes sense. Can you give us a real life example? Sure. So imagine you got your little piggy bank with all of your allowance money saved up in it. Let's say you have around $25. Now that part doesn't matter too much. Let's say though, you usually spend your allowance on a stuffed animal like a tiger and it costs you $10. Then a few months later, you go back to buy another one of the exact same stuffed animal, the tiger, only this time it costs you $12. So it costs you a little bit more. The fact that the price of the stuffed animal has gone up might be an indication that there is inflation. But inflation obviously doesn't just affect the cost of stuffed animals. It also affects the cost of essential things like food, rent, and gas. Okay, I get it. So when the cost of things go up, it's called inflation. That's pretty simple and straightforward. So I guess my next question then is, what causes the price of these things to go up? Well, there could be several reasons. One of the reasons is that when there's too much money in the economy, which happens when the government prints additional money. Now they did something like this right around 2020 when the COVID-19 pandemic had just started and they were worried about keeping the economy afloat. The thing is, when there's a lot of money going around, people tend to spend more of it. And what happens when people are buying more things? Ooh, I think I know this. Is it that the demand for everything goes up, so the people who sell the things raise their price in order to make more money for the high demand? Bingo. I was wondering if you would make that connection back to our supply and demand conversation. Good girl, Ava. You are so dang smart. That's definitely one reason inflation starts to happen. So in other words, what you're saying is that you need more money to buy the same thing that used to cost less, right? Yep. So inflation means your money is worth less than it was before. Kinda, but like I said, that's usually just how inflation starts. But there are other factors too. For example, sometimes the cost of raw materials used to make things goes up, and that can lead to higher prices. 
And even events like natural disasters or changes in government policies can also affect prices and contribute to inflation. Oh, okay. And so inflation isn't always the same thing, right? No, it's not. So inflation can be different. Sometimes it's mild, where prices rise slowly, like 1% or 2% a year. Other times it's moderate, with prices increasing a bit more, maybe like 3% or 4% annually. And then there's high inflation, where prices go up rapidly, like 10% or more every year. High inflation can make it challenging for people to plan and save money. Hang on, what do you mean annually? Well, the government usually measures inflation annually, meaning that they compare the prices of things in, say, January this year to January of last year. They do it like this because they need to keep track of changes in the cost of living, understand the overall health of the economy, and make informed policy decisions to maintain price stability and ensure the economy is functioning well. Ah, I see. So what was the rate of inflation this year, Dad? Well, the annual inflation rate in the United States last year was around 8.3%. What? That seems extremely high. It is, and we'll definitely talk about that a bit more, about what that means, but I think we should quickly talk about how inflation is measured. And how exactly do they measure the inflation? So, to keep track of inflation and to understand how prices are changing over time, the government uses a special tool called an inflation index to measure it. One common index you might have heard of is called the Consumer Price Index, or CPI. I've never heard of that. <laughs> what is a Consumer Price Index? Okay, well that's fair. I didn't think you were that nerdy. If a 10-year-old knew what the CPI was, that would be kind of crazy. So let me tell you, the Consumer Price Index is like a big shopping basket filled with statistics and numbers about all sorts of things we buy. It includes things like food, clothes, toys, and even housing costs. Government officials regularly check the prices of these items and calculate the average change in their prices over time. This helps them to understand if inflation is going up or down. Hmm, that's pretty interesting. So they use the Consumer Price Index to see how much prices are changing. Exactly. The index helps governments and economists understand if prices are going up faster than they should or if they're stable. It's like a tool that gives them a snapshot of what's happening with prices in the economy. Got it, Dad. So now that we know how inflation is measured, can we talk about what happens if inflation keeps going up and up and up? That's an important question, Ava. When inflation keeps going up rapidly, we call it high inflation. High inflation can have some negative effects on people and the economy. And that's because one significant impact is that the value of money decreases quickly. This means that the money you have saved or the money you earn from your allowance won't buy as much as it used to. So then it becomes harder for people to buy things that they need and makes it difficult to plan for the future or save up for big goals. Ah, because people have the same amount of money, but it doesn't stretch as far or buy as much as it used to. That doesn't sound good, Dad. Yeah, it's not good. It's not ideal. But I'm not here to just frighten people, Ava. So let's outline the positives and negatives of inflation. Okay, so on the positive side, a little bit of inflation can be good for the economy. It might encourage people to spend and invest their money instead of just saving it because then it wouldn't be worth as much. So when people invest their money, instead of just putting it into a piggy bank, it helps businesses grow and creates job opportunities. 
However, too much inflation can be a problem. It makes things more expensive and people's money can buy less. Saving becomes harder and it can be challenging for people with fixed incomes to afford the things they need. So a balance is important to ensure that inflation helps the economy without causing difficulties for people. I guess there are some upsides to inflation then. But let's say people don't have lots of money to invest in things. Is there anything that can be done to bring inflation down? Well, Ava, that's a reality for some people for sure. And there are ways to bring inflation down. For example, governments and central banks can and do work together to try to control inflation. One of the most common things to do to try and curb inflation is to adjust interest rates. That means to increase the amount of money it costs to save money. When interest rates are high, people tend to save more and spend less, which can help reduce inflation by lowering demand for goods and services. Does that make sense? I think so. So basically, the banks try to control the amount of money that there is. If there's too much money, they might take some out of the economy to bring down inflation. Yes, without getting too complicated, that's one way inflation can come down. And managing inflation is important in order to keep the economy stable. That's correct, Ava. Inflation affects everyone, and understanding how it works helps us make smarter financial decisions. Great. And so it is possible to get inflation down if we take the right actions. Absolutely. With the right actions and policies, governments and central banks can help bring inflation down to more manageable levels. However, it's essential to find a balance because too little inflation or even deflation, which is when prices go down, can also have negative effects on the economy. That sounds like a tricky balancing act. Can you tell us more about what we can do about inflation? Absolutely. While we definitely can't control inflation by ourselves, we can manage its impact on our own finances. Do you have any tips for me and our listeners, Dad? Of course I do, and I'm grateful that I can share what I know with all of you folks so that you're starting off knowing what it takes to be successful. First and foremost, save and invest. Save your money and put it in a bank or learn how to invest it wisely. By doing this, you can make your money grow so that it keeps up with inflation. If you don't, inflation will end up eating into your savings and you'll wind up with much less than you originally had. Next, budget. I know I say that all the time, and maybe it sounds serious and boring, but it's seriously important to make sure you're planning for your spending. Cool, thanks, Dad. Are there any other things we could do more actively to make sure we aren't affected by inflation every day? Well, it's tricky, but I guess when it comes to spending money, like shopping or something, spend a little bit of extra time looking at the price of stuff and compare how much something costs at a few different places to make sure you're getting the best possible deal. And maybe this is more geared towards parents here, but learn about economics. Take an interest and pay attention to what's going on in the economy. The more you know about the overall global economy, the better you'll be at making financial decisions for your future. That's great advice, Dad. Where are some places where people can find out more information about the economy? Well, for starters, in the news, for example, but I also have an app that moms and dads can download on their phones. It's called Boosting Your Financial IQ, and it's a great place to get updates and information that breaks down what's going on in the economy. So this is a great thing you do. I do an episode every week called Fin Weekly, and it provides updates on what's happening in the world of finance and the economy. Awesome. That sounds like a really valuable resource for people to have. Those are great tips, Dad. There is so much to learn about money and finance. It's really helpful to be learning about it now, so it won't be scary when I get a little older and I'm a little more independent with my finances. 
That's fantastic, Ava. But remember, being financially smart is a lifelong journey, but it doesn't need to feel scary or confusing. With each episode we do, we'll keep learning about money and finance together and work through the more complicated parts of finance so that you can still get a grasp on what's happening right now. I'm excited for our next episode already, Dad. Make sure you guys subscribe to our channel so you don't miss out on it. Me too. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode. So as always, thank you everyone for joining us. Join us again next week for another episode where we'll be talking about how to avoid impulsive spending and being smart with your money. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the show. If you want to be a part of this podcast, ask your parents to help you record your question on a voice recording app and then email us at hello at financewithkids.com. Be sure to include your first name, age, and the city where you live. Oh yeah, if you like this show, please leave us a review and share it with your friends. See you next time.